Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to a round review of round three of Aotearoa Super Rugby and round four of rugby gold out of australia so uh yes uh, i'm not paul but you know me um paul's uh, tied up unfortunately so i'm gonna try and take the reins but i'm old and i forget everything so i've got someone here to help me tonight to remember what happened in the games and that's one stephen harris good evening mr harris how are you doing very good thank you Ashwin. yeah privilege and pleasure to be on the the show again, mate, and uh, it's only been a minute, but you're doing a really good job, let me tell you. <laughs> it's been a good day, so let's carry it on. Well, let's get into it. So the first game was on Friday night, and that was the Force versus the Rebels out in Perth. Uh, did you get your eyes onto this game? Yeah, I, I did actually, um, Ashwin. In fact, I actually messaged Paul and told him that I would be joining the late the show late on Sunday, around about two minutes past eight, because that's how long it would actually take to actually <laughs> review that particular game, mate. That was 10, 10 uh, 7 uh, scoreline, mate. Not a, not a hell of a lot you could really uh, say about it, I, 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 I guess. But it, it, once again, it just proved in the, in, in the first half, yeah, the Western Force, I suppose their issue is really not being able to, to string anything to anything together in a consistent way, I've got to say. Yeah, look, I mean, uh, Paul and I talked about it. I mean, I only saw the last 10 minutes of that game, uh, rough, roughly the last 10 minutes, and um, I, I sort of like, sort of saying, what's the story with the uh, force? Because at the end of the day, they've actually got some pretty big names in that team. Um, but I, I think what it boils down to is that they're just time, time together to build those combinations. just haven't had that time together. Yeah, very much so. I think they're... You're also, I think I've accused them of being dad's army in the, in the past with a lot of uh, a lot of former players, the odd former Wallaby there, former All Black, former Irish international, and Rob Kearney at the back. But yeah, they just, whenever they just seem to <clears throat> string something together, there's always an error or a mistake. And, you know, you've got to say probably just not really enough of a killer blow, you know, if you've got... If you've actually got some possession and you get to get to half time and listen the only try that's that's come is uh, through the uh, through the visiting side you know you've got to wonder not to mention yep. um 
you know, that was a, that was a home game for the force as well. Yep. Um, so those are the other opportunities you've got to jump jump upon as well. You know, having that having that um, home ground at your disposal and playing with enough passion to get across the line. Yeah, look, I mean, it's interesting, you say, and we go back to the drop passes, and one new thing you associate with good experience is the fact that those little errors don't generally happen, don't they? Sort of like, because there's more composure around um, what's happening out there, or, or the calming influences, but that doesn't seem to be flowing into the game for the force at all. No, not, not at all. And, the, you know, the sad thing about it, I don't know if the Rebels are, are, are that much better than them. And although, if you look at the, the Rebels in, in term, terms of, of their line-up, um, you know, only the one try in the first half by their winger, Anderson, they've got to be disappointed as, as well. You know, you go you go through their, their particular lineup. you know, you've got Korobeti, you've got Hodge, you've got two more, uh, Powell, who have all played for the Wallabies. So there's enough quality out wide as well. I just think they were kind of, it was kind of a game like you were watching, and like I say, it was a hard watch, where you were watching the, the older brother fighting the younger brother, just keeping him at arm's length. And that's what, <laughs> that's what it kind of looked, looked like. Yeah, I mean, but the, the rebel side has to now get concerned. I mean, like they, they, they dropped the opportunity to tip over the Brumbies the week before um, because they can't cross the line. And then this week, again, they just can't score tries. Yeah, yeah, you, you you make a you make a good point. That's where, that's their first one of the season. They've actually, to be fair to them, they actually have had opportunities in, in a couple of the other games to get it to get across the line. You know, they, although it's been pretty much shown that they're having issues scoring tries. If you look back to their to their games, I don't know if they've actually scored a lot of tries. I haven't got the stats here in in front of me, Ashwin. So I'd probably have to go back and have a quick. Quick, uh, quick squiz on, on how a lot of their points have been uh, been scored over the last couple of couple of weeks. As we look at week, we look back to week two where they got beaten. Uh, the rebels, where are you? 23-21. Well, all their points once again came via the uh, via the boot. Um, yep. You know, to a uh, to a Reds team that was nowhere near their best, but did enough at the end. And then you look at, uh, of course, um, week three. Where they played the the Brumbies, and you know that was another game. They had opportunities in, in that particular game as well. But once again, you sort of look at the look at the point scoring throughout that game. Um, all penalty penalties, and they've actually played in games where the oppositions have had have had yellow yellow cards. And of course, um, in that Brumbies game, they had a red card. Alalatoa got a red card in that game, and that happened what around about just before half time. So yep. they really have, they're not, they're just not being good enough to nail opportunities. No, absolutely. Hey, look, I mean, we don't want to soak up a lot of time that we didn't really want to speak a lot of time on a game that we didn't want. But one thing that I think, you know, we really should talk about um, is the fact is that with three minutes left on the clock and the chance to win the game or draw the game or win the game, you know, you've got the options there, they decide to take a scrum. When are teams going to realise you don't take a scrum in the last five minutes of a game? Because one scrum will chew up the last five minutes of the game, right? Not, not, not to mention it can be a lottery on the hit, as as we know. You, you, as you as actually transpired, wrong, you, you, you get you get you get penalised. Um, you know. Yep. Yep. 
if you if you really want to go for the win, the best option is the line out and and speed it up, right? You have to speed it up. Too often, I mean, our favourite team, you know, not, not, a few years ago now, and the fact is that one of the things, you know, they were always in the game, a few minutes to go, catch a penalty, but they're wandering around discussing what to do, and it's just like the to- clock's just ticking down, ticking down, ticking down, and putting more pressure on you to win the game. And taking the scrum is just a poor option unless, you know, we'll talk about this later, The crusade, you're the Crusaders and you know that you're going to be dominant. And even then, you know, occasionally the Crusaders have been pinged as well. Even though they've been the dominant scrum, they, you know, they, they actually have a poor execution and, you know, Al Alatoa, the Crusaders version, has his legs extended out too far, slips out. What You know, something goes wrong. Scrum, five minutes out from the game, for most teams, if not all, poor option. Oh, we've lost you. You're on mute. Oh, there we, we actually we actually shouldn't forget there was a there was also and going into that last last ten minutes or so there was a uh, was a red card as, as yep. well. So you know, once again, an, an, another opportunity just not taking advantage of of those opportunities when they arise. I, yeah, I'm not I'm not too sure. Just on the red card, what did what did what did you think? Remind me, as as I said at the top of the show, I did see that red card, but I can't remember what I can't remember what happened. Remind me again. Okay, that was that was for uh, for Hale it uh, and it, it basically looked like like he was he was defending and he he just once again it was that shoulder to head contact and it looked quite innocuous, but at the end of the day, under these current rules, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about. It. TMO, TMOs later, it was probably the the, quick, the correct decision, but it was very innocuous. Um, Look at the time. I, I you think know, really, really, really tall guy just didn't get his height in the right place, and that and yeah, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that, 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 one, that was the issue. I, I think yeah, I think in the commentary team alluded to it at the time as it's like, look, he's never gone low. He started off high. He was always high, and that was probably the um, issue in that situation. The thing with the red cards, yellow cards, refereeing decisions all this year, the problem is I think they're really making a rod for their back with fans because they're just being so inconsistent on how they're being dealt with, basically. But as I say, let's leave that for a bit later. Otherwise, we'll take up the whole show, even though we haven't got Boa here with us tonight. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just to, just, just to wrap up, you know, they, 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 had their, they had their opportunities. They could have even actually taken a drop call and, and 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 basically the um, and and taking the soft option and maybe picked up a picked up a, a, a couple of points, but they decided to go go for the win and credit to them. But you've got to just finally you've got to give the rebels a whole lot of credit um, for their defence right, right right on the line, and that was pretty much uh, much the end of it. I know they went over That's the it. line at one one stage, but the referee couldn't see a grounding. The problem is is that you mentioned something, and then I sort of like click. I was thinking, we have to really mention this. Again, but poor thinking. You know, this again, professional players, poor thinking. Three points draws up the game, and you go to golden try extra time, and you're playing against 14 men. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Even even right at the end, they kept driving close in when there was a little bit of space. There was a little bit of space out wide. So, I talk about missed opportunities. opportunities. You know, the only. The only real thing I can can probably say they've, that they've actually got got going for them. If you if you look at the table at the, at the moment, I'll actually I was going to say at least they aren't sitting 
on the bottom. They have picked up that one win over the Laura Cubs and they are sitting at on five points. So they're not quite out of it in terms of semi-finals, but I guess when you're talking uh, four, uh, four teams going into a five, you're, you're more than a, an 80% yeah. chance, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. And we'll talk a bit later about the teams that will most likely take, make that final anyway. So let's move along into the next game that was played. We'll go in chronological order, big word for Sunday night, chronological order. And that means that we're talking about the Chiefs going down to see if they can break their duck against the Crusaders. Didn't happen. Really, to sum up the game, whilst at times the, 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 um, the scoreboard might have been close, um, decisions went against the Chiefs. They never really looked like they were ever going to be. They were in that game and had the chance of winning it. Yeah, listen, listen. They they started well. You know, David Damian McKenzie goes over really early, and once again, even a little bit of doubt about the way he placed that ball. You know, if it had gone either way, I would have accepted that decision. That's how crazy that decision was, because for a moment there, it looked like he actually rolled it over the line, as opposed to place it. But hey, they give him the try. He gets the he basically he converts the try, and then they come back a couple of minutes later, pick up a penalty, and it's 10-0 before you know it. But it's like most things, Ashwin, when you are playing a, a champion side, you've got to nail every opportunity that you get. And once again, there's they put enough pressure on inside the 22, um, where a pass went behind um, um, Etienne Nanosatoro. All he had to do was kick it ahead. Kick it ahead. Try and reach down and picked it up. Now, there was nobody in the backfield. He scores close to the post. It's 17-0. Oh, that's it. Yep. And then there's the missed penalty as well. 20-0. Two of them. Two of them. Yep. So there's, there's, 30, there's 13 points. And like you say, I'm not sure it's going to win you the game. But, boy, scoreboard pressure is an amazing is an amazing thing. And, and, it, and it gives confidence. Absolutely. I was just going to say, it builds that confidence, and that's the thing. Is that, and, and you're playing against the Crusaders at, at, at home, their home. Um, you know, you're trying to break your 10-game losing streak or whatever it is. You need confidence. You need everything going your way. You can't have anything, basically, go against you. And really, they, they dropped a few opportunities. And, you know, I'll jump ahead to a moment. There was two moments this weekend where two moments this weekend where guys really, why did they try and pick up the ball? That was, it, uh, Saturo one was the one, what well, was one, and then Rico um, this afternoon, you know, he doesn't need to pick that ball up. He just needs to hack that, you know, five metres out. Hang on. Guys, think, again, professional players, just sort of like that marginal decision, making that wrong choice. Yeah, you know, and, and then, you know, after after all that, after all that pressure, and probably dominating the first 15 odd minutes, <clears throat> excuse me, the Crusaders get their first chance. And unfortunately, Ian uh, or you know, Etienne Nano Satoro is defending in, in the first or second channel and completely misreads a, a David Harvey break, goes yep. out wide, and uh, Leslie Fayanuk who scores in the corner. And it's another yep. talking point as well. <laughs> Obviously, one hell of a finish because it's it's actually in tomorrow, it's going to be in tomorrow's Herald that he actually scored the try. Good. Um, Look, he's got right. a try. You know, quite frankly, I, I, I thought there was. I thought he actually grazed the, the top of the grass, but uh, oh. you know, probably at the end of the day, they'll all be buying the groundsman a uh, a couple of extra extra beers for cutting the grass. Canterbury draft, bit of Canterbury yeah, draft going on there. Yep. Absolutely, for cutting the grass so short, and that's what champion teams do. Because let's face it, that cut the grass short. Yeah, the Crusaders <laughs> were sloppy. They were. 
they were really really sloppy oh look there they were the you know one of the things is that they 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 were basically the, the crusaders are just like any other sports team if you can put them under pressure they do they they make mistakes right um it's the fact is that but you got to do it for 80 minutes you can't do it for 20 minutes you can't 10 minutes 10 20 minutes you can't do it for 70 minutes you have to do it for 80 minutes yeah and and in and in in, in, in between all these times while all this was happening of course they were going to set piece scrums and we knew that the Chiefs pack, once it once it came down, got to a little bit of a scrum fest, the Crusaders are a smart enough team to exploit that. You know, why should we move the ball where we know we can project the other team forward and just pick up a penalty? Pick up a penalty, kick it downfield, get down further downfield. Yeah, exactly. It's, yep, yeah, and, absolutely. And they, and they, just, they just put that sort of, what I call, um, sort of position pressure on you. They, they just, they're so good at yep. holding the ball when they get it right, they're just going to put pressure on you, um, especially with their speed of ball, which catches a lot of teams offside. So in between times, Richie Moonga kicks uh, kicks a couple of penalties, and, and you know, right on, like right on half time, even you know, a missed opportunity from Dave, Damien Damien McKenzie, which could have basically yep. just given given the Chiefs something to to think about during that something, time. I mean, to say, something to go into half time with. Oh, absolutely! You know, it was such a muddled performance from the from the Chiefs that I'm actually trying to think who actually played well in that in that first half. If, if you know what I mean, I'm sort of yep. I'm sort of I'm actually trying to think who played really well. That basically says to me that maybe nobody stood out. Okay, we uh, Tupo Vai uh, stood out at time, and I actually thought Josh Lord. <clears throat> Um, for a newbie lock, and it's great that we've actually got a couple of newbie locks, and we'll get to that. Two meter, and, 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 two meter newbie locks. Yeah, two really yep. tall, 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 yep. tall, tall, tall locks. You know, and, and all of a sudden these young guys are putting their hand up. And I thought Josh Lord, and his, I'm not sure if that was his first full start. I think, I think he's come off the bench. Um, boy, I, I thought really, really good value in that first half. But, you know, watching it on the box back home, there was that little voice in the back of your head thinking, man, their set pieces under under pressure. And then you look at the bench. Yeah, yeah, there's, no, there's nothing left on the bench. And, 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 and the, the biggest problem they got on the bench is a guy that can't hit the side of the, the, the broad side of a barn uh, at a line-out. You know, two weeks in a row now, he comes on and they the, the line-out's just not going straight. It's it's not a case of not competitive. The ball's not straight. He's just getting called for not straight. Um, they've got a problem. Just look, coming back to the scrum, though, what is making the Crusaders scrum so dominant? Is it because, like, with the Chiefs, if we look at the Chiefs' side of it not being dominant, the fact is that you've got two young guys that are basically spindly young locks that are, haven't got enough beef on them to provide the actual grunt in the second row. I mean, we, we were going back, you know, Brad Thorne for the All Blacks might have been, he was a short, he was never a ball winning line out lock, but they sure you got us, um, got him working in the scrum, didn't they? So is that the issue is the fact that they don't have a grunt in the second row? Yeah, the, the, there's that. And also, you know, last year they had Nepo Lalala who, who, who would anchor that right hand side. All of a sudden, <clears throat> if you recall, Tavao always used to come off the bench. He wasn't always a starter. No. Um, he was the sort of guy you you ran on in the in the second half because you knew you'd get <clears throat> he'd bring an impact in terms of the carry, but when it comes to the other side of his of his core role as a scrummager, I suppose Angus has always had a question mark over <clears throat> over his scrummaging, and unfortunately in that area they got well and truly touched up 
you know, of course, um, uh, it wasn't the strongest uh, starting uh, front row for the Crusaders either. George George Bauer coming in, and you know, from all reports, yep. he's he's a much improved prop. Made that All Black uh, <clears throat> squad last year, and Alalato on the other side, we know is is a strong pass. But you're throwing Cody Taylor, and that's very very solid middle row that they've got. Of, of oh, now. you just yeah, got that yeah, grunt yeah. in them. Yeah, Barrett and Whitelock attract attractors, and and and, yeah. and it just flows on. I think I might have said something in the rugby chat where, you know, the crazy crazy thing about it when you're probably picking man of the matches for the Crusaders, you could arguably go for either Sioni Havili, who's the who's the no name in the pack, or even Vicky Douglas. Vicky Douglas, yeah, as the eleventh hour replacement. Yeah, I, the, I I actually do think though Sam Whitelock. I mean, he is he's he's all black. He, he's uh. Is he captain for the Crusaders? But um, mm. he's just like, but look, he just does that work in the tight. And the scrum is a good example of that, which is just giving them so much grunt and so much forward momentum. And he's a, he's a wall. He's a, he's a mountain of men. He's a caveman looking, you know, captain caveman. And it's just outstanding, I think. I mean, yeah, I mean, but as I, I think also, though, you know, at the end of the day, when you look at when Paul and I were looking at the, talking about the, the game after you know, reviewing the game, and I know we got in trouble because we we're talking about the rest too much, eh, Steve? <laughs> but, yeah, get, but look, getting, you know, you were getting to that. But the fact is that, um, you know, it was really hard to pick a single individual from the Crusaders pack. They just all just there. They're all yeah. doing the work. That's That's what you want. I think we've often said. If you get half of your team playing really well, there's a good chance you're winning, winning, winning a game of code. Well, I suppose we we go we go to the half time and what it's eleven, it's it's eleven ten and you know to the uninitiated who who just walked in, you'd think, oh yeah, we've got a good contest in the second half. But I guess that all changed after after four minutes um, because the, the the Chiefs were uh, the Chiefs were given a uh, uh, a yellow card which. Basically, should it should never have got that far, and and I just think that in terms of processes with the yellow card, it shouldn't have gone that far because the, the pass from Dr- Drummond, which basically, in my opinion, it it, it 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 went it basically went forward. It didn't touch the hand, and they yep. just didn't use utilize the technology properly because if they looked at the vision from behind, that clear that clearly showed. Yep. That, it does, that, you know. It wasn't touched by the hand, and the pass yep. actually went went forward. And the, before you know, it was almost like a double. It was a double. Oh, it was whammy. a double whammy. Yeah, for the for the Chiefs because not only had they used the referee's challenge to look at look at it, which the officials actually got wrong. Wrong. <laughs> it should have yeah. gone back to a scrum. They had the double whammy of having uh, of um, penalty try, uh, yellow card yeah, penalty try of Weber getting sent to the bin. And I have to say on that one. Right, rightly so, and and just when probably chief supporters around the country were were, were screaming were at the screen, were pulling their hair out and throwing throwing milk bottles and or what are they cowbells at their their television sets, all of all of a sudden there's a break down the right hand side and a clear clear forward pass that was projected out of the hands gets totally missed by the officials and it's it really wasn't until they probably all saw three or four replays that they decided to actually review it. You I have think, a look. I think that's what is infuriating people a lot more. You made a comment about how they're actually talking about how it, if it leaves from the hand backwards. I actually yep. sent a, um, 
I actually sent a, a link to uh, to Paul. I actually should have emailed it to you, to yourself. And it, it actually explains the forward pass where you can actually, and it showed it on grids, where the ball carrier throws the ball behind it because he's running at pace. But the ball, yep. the ball actually, he's passed it backwards, but it's actually, it just, yeah, yeah. That it's, it's, it's good, but, forward. No, so it's got, so basically there's two, two vectors. There's, there's the, the, the energy that you're passing the ball backwards and there's the inertia in the ball that's actually making the ball go forward. So getting technical here, you've got two vectors on the ball of energy. One's going backwards and it's correct. And one's making it go forward. When you add those two together, it means from the point that the ball is passed, it will actually most likely end up ahead of that point. So, but if you want to go down that path, you have to start to get some way of getting consistent in that ruling. And, and then we can see in the, the, this afternoon's game where the ruling was inconsistent with what you've just explained, what's in the law book. So what they need to do is like come up with a, a, an easier way to ascertain whether it is a forward pass out of the hands, all that sort of stuff, or simply simplify it and say, it just needs to go backwards. End of story. Um, there's actually a link that I actually sent on our, our rugby chat. I'm not sure if you're technically uh, savvy to have a look at it, Ashwin, and and, and maybe even show, but it's 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 through Total Rugby, so we we actually we actually should be. Oh, would you send it? I actually sent it to the uh, on to the rugby chat link. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Our rugby talk link. If you can if you can pop it up, but it's, it's really interesting. Uh, I know there'd be some interesting thoughts to the people who actually tune into the into the show. So I'd be actually curious to. To know what you you actually actually thought about it, where I actually thought that one. Now, sometimes if you see something in real time on TV and it looks forward, it probably it probably is forward. But if you you know um, for for some for some calls where it's clearly come from the backhand, but it's drifted, it does give the perception that the person was running behind the player. But I always look to see where the receiver is. Ashwin was in terms of where the player player was. In the case of the Crusaders pass, the receiving player was in front of the kick. He was almost throwing his hands out forward to catch the catch, the catch ball. We get, and we'll get to, to, to obviously the, the Akira. Re, Rico, the the, the Yuani brothers. Rico, Rico <laughs> is so far behind the play. Yep. So far back from the play and despite the ball drifting forward, to me, it, it wasn't a forward pass. It should have yep. been the best try of the, try of the weekends. But I, I, I do digress. Our, hey, our you know, officials do have issues. Yeah, look, I just just on that, and I suppose I mean jumping forward here, the the harshest, the harshest, the, the guy that sort of like the harshest sort of like uh, end out of all this is poor old Dalton Papali, who actually does that magnificent oh. turnover because if he doesn't turn that ball over, Highlander scored the try, right? Yeah, because yeah, the yeah, the yeah. defense was gone, was shot. But we should we shouldn't we shouldn't jump the gun though. Jump the no, you're, no. You're, I'm bad for are, that. I'm bad for are, that. Bad host. We are still yeah, coming back to the Chiefs and Crusaders. Look, um, Jordan's talking about the fact, and I think it's pretty clear as well, that the um, the Chiefs actually do actually lack size right round, whether it's in the second row like we've alluded to or where we look at the back row as well. Um, I alluded to this in, the pre, in our review of the game as well. Sam Kane, phenomenal stats on defence and the number of tackles he makes. The reality is that I think he needs to actually provide more in attack as well. You can't just live off one side of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, 
I, I, I totally get that. And unfortunately, when your forwards are getting touched up, hey, not a lot you, you can do. But hey, we can we can actually discuss really, really good, um, really, really good passes. And of course, the next Crusaders try was the um, the Will Jordan try off the, Inside. the short pass. You know, we've been speaking before about players who were, were probably, you know, up for maybe a man of the match performance where one stood out in the backs and that was Richie Moanga because he had probably, uh, he must have had flies or ants on him because nobody, or spiders, because nobody wanted to tackle him. Um, last, but that, this, like, there was a thing like, we, you know, Richie had a fantastic game, but when you haven't got a defensive line that's coming up in your face, you've got all the time in the world to run it, haven't you? Yeah, even even at a couple of times leading up to that try, I had a couple of times to dance and threw a brilliant little inside ball to Will Jordan, which Herman wasn't forward. That was that one was actually spot on, <laughs> that one that one was actually spot on, on on the money, mate. So that just was a good try. But to be honest, a lot of the damage was a lot of the damage was pretty much done while Weber was uh, was in the bin and the whole momentum momentum yep. had gone to the Crusaders and and they you know they showed they got ruthless. They showed what a champion team they are, but they certainly don't need an uplift, uplift from the officials. Really? Really and truthfully? <laughs> hey, but let's look, look, as you say, let's talk about their passing in that last 20, I think it was. Maybe it might have been 30, but definitely the last 20. They The offload game was just across the park, was with every player in a red jersey. Um, and one thing that I felt was happening was the fact is that they were actually not over committing themselves on attack in the tackle they would actually before it became they became compromised they would offload so they would put themselves in a position where they weren't looking for the extra meter effectively or to get dominant in the tackle they were basically going i'm going to be tackled but i'm going to make sure i'm in a position i can pass the ball two you know the, the two things that mainly happen if you're trying to get extra meters <clears throat> it means that you're battling it means that you're battling also to get to ground. <clears throat> but it also means if your cleaners are not getting there quick enough, you compromise that, <clears throat> that situation. So what the Crusaders do very well, they don't give you that opportunity. They'll offload. <clears throat> and all of a sudden, you've got to get people into places that they thought they were going to. you probably got the next guy going to the break. I've got to get to that breakdown. Then they've got to yep. shoot off somewhere else there. And then from then on, it's the Richie Moanga show. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, I, I suppose um, other than that, that sort of sums it up. Look, the scoreline through that game, obviously, with the officials helping, um, it was never in doubt, though, at the end of the day, was it? No, pretty much. I think I, I made a comment in our chat room. You could have given the Chiefs a 20-point head start, but you'd, you'd still back this champion team to well, I, uh, to, to pull it back. I, I know that you're, you're sort of like the maestro, sort of like, you know, um, when when the Crusaders are down at half time, always putting a putting a cheeky little wager on them uh, to to be ahead at this end, and I sort of thought, oh, Steve's going to get a chance to do that again tonight. <laughs> mm. Yeah, oh. <laughs> looked like it in the first half there for a while. Oh, listen, if they were seven, if they were seventeen twenty twenty nil down, I would have been on my uh, TAB account um, yep. checking out checking out what they're paying. Listen, at 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 the end of the day, the game. Pretty much from that, uh, from the time that uh, Will Jordan scored that try and Moanga converted it to push it out to 25-10, it was good as done. And then Douglas put a, seal, put a seal on it with a, a close range. And then another couple of, uh, uh, yeah, obviously another try right at the end to Dunshay just to absolutely ice the win. 
Yep. And um, a credit to the Chiefs, yeah, they showed a <clears throat> they showed a little bit of ticker to get a, a try to eat uh, to uh, ENS right at the end. But at the end of the day, 39, uh, 39 17, which 17. is an uh, interesting scoreline, which we'll get which we'll get to <laughs> shortly. We'll get to it shortly, but then we fly across the Tasman again um, because we're not um, don't have to go into quarantine. So we go um, with the um, the Reds playing yep. playing the Brumbies in Canberra, and uh, it looked like all one way traffic there, and the Reds were basically in for a tough night. Um, but things changed, turned around. But um, oh. look, let's start with the Brumbies first. Started off fantastically, really dominant in that first. Probably twenty odd minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All just, yeah, just, just really all over the Reds who, who, who just, who just couldn't, who really just couldn't get anything going at the, uh, getting it, get anything going at the at the time, and and they were just starting to listen. They love a red zone, don't they? This team. <laughs> if you give them half an half an opportunity, they convert to project, to project in the red the zone ball down into the red zone with a line out drive. Um, it, it, yeah, you know they're gonna they're gonna try they're gonna score a try every every day of the week and sort of right right and the think of it was our mate Fainga who's come back from a a long what a bit a bit of a long term uh, injury as well um, and, and you know he comes on a re, as a replacement and picks up a couple of couple of plung, plums in the second half eh so absolutely yeah you just, yeah, just shake your head. Look, uh, it's a, uh, I, um, you know, I, I remember watching a, a game. So we go back a few years. Blues went over to Canberra and basically kept defending, kept defending, and you know, kicked into the corner, driving more try, driving more try. They went back the next year, or was it, obviously might have been two years later, and they made sure they didn't give any penalties away. And that's what you have to do with the Brumbies is make sure you don't give penalties away so they can't get into that red zone. Because if they get into the red zone, as you've alluded to, dollars to donuts, they're going to score tries. The other, the other thing they do really well, they don't play a lot of rugby in their half. Banks, Banks feels the ball nine or ten times out of ten. He goes for the high kick option with yep. a really good chase. And they have a really good chase where they'll – Basically, put a lot of pressure on you, and that's the battle they were winning. They were getting a lot of the 50-50 steps. Credit to the Reds. The Reds were were basically doing their best to to, to stay in the fight. And I thought, what it was a twenty-four sixteen at halftime. They 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 had it. They scored a very good try. To uh, I think uh, Buddy Valu scored a scored a try in the uh, in the thirty-first minute because up up until up until then. All we'd seen is three penalties from from James O'Connor, Vuni Valu, who who was rocks and diamonds. On the on the totally. one minute he's dropping off oh. inside his own twenty-two. The next minute he's finishing off a try. But that was that was probably off <clears throat> off the back of some some really good work uh, uh, down the blind side by the uh, by the Reds. So he really he just finished it. And of course, uh, I think Connor uh, Connor kicks another penalty right on half time, and that was in reply yep. to uh, Samu, who went over for his uh, second second try. Um, um, what was that? That was scored five minutes out from halftime. I'm gonna just quickly, quickly say with with regards to Pete Samu, boy, he looks a lot bigger these days. Eh? Looks, he does. Like he does. Like he, yep. Looks like he's, he, he's 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 bulked up, but we've always known he was a good player. But good thing about it, looks like he's just taken his game to another level. Another level. I, actually, I, I thought like you know because we saw him at the Crusaders when he was there, and um, he was a phenomenal player. And I thought he just went off the ball when he sort of went over 
to play, you know, try and chase that Wallabies jersey and the like. Went off the boil a bit, but he's definitely back. And I, I think he's playing at that same level that he was with the Crusaders now as well. Um, maybe that's a bit harsh. I don't know. I think you're being a bit generous to Vunivalu. I think it's just rocks. <laughs> but, you know, fair, 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 fair crack to him. I mean, at the end of the day, geez, how many games of rugby union has he played? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it was so second, it, it takes a while. Second, yeah, something like start. that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, first or second start. Or actually, it might have been his first start. I think he might have had one off the bench or something like that. So he hasn't played a lot. But we, we did we did see an example of his, of his pace when, uh, I think it was the Brumbies put a, uh, a move broke down and a ball got kicked towards the goal line and he actually had to he actually had to run run back although he probably just showed a, a little bit of game awareness where the ball would have gone on the line if he'd waited it just would have been a dropout goal line dropout yep. but instead of a five minute scrum over, so it was so it was a five minute scrum but I was I was incredibly impressed with the pace that he actually showed to get to, back to get back back there so it might it, it might be one of those things where, where it takes him a while. To figure it out. Listen, I also thought in the first half, we know that the Reds have got a very good loose trio themselves with with Harry with Harry Wilson, Scott Scott Young, of course Liam um, I think Liam Wright is still injured mm. at the moment, a couple of weeks away. Um, good loose forward trio, but they were totally outplayed in that first sort of uh, 40, 50 odd minutes by Kuzak, Samu, and uh, Valentini, who's one heck of a ball carrier <laughs> as as well. That uh, crop of hair that he got that he's got probably makes him look a bit taller than what he really is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, actually, you know, just, I was going to say before, I felt like the Reds were actually their own worst enemy in the first half. They, they had opportunities. They seemed to be making progress. Then they'll make it a silly little error um, that would basically, you know, turn the ball over. So it's like they probably could have been in the game a lot earlier instead of just, you know, taking it in the 78th minute, so to speak. But um yeah. Yeah, they, they, if they can remove errors from their game, they're going to be a lot more dangerous than they are. Oh, mate, I, I, I agree. Listen, I think the Reds are one of those sides. They they are they are an exciting team to watch. I mean, to say Delgunu, who's normally good value, um, you know, is so good with 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 ball and, with ball in hand, and when when he has got the ball in his hands with space, as even at international level, we've seen. He's a he can be a very good player, and he's still he's probably still finding his way in the game. But listen, for a lot of us, and I've got to put my hand up and, and basically say, hey, it, when it got to thirty-one sixteen, I was thinking, uh, that's oh, game uh, over. Yeah, I'd game over, and I will freely admit and put yep. my hand up that I actually went to bed. I thought it was uh, was, was done, <gasps> done and dusted. So imagine my pleasant surprise when uh, <laughs> um, it, it turned out to, it turned out to be a great finish. And a few I, I hung on in there. I I, I was I was thinking along the same lines as you, and I hung on in there because I was sort of thinking, look, if the Reds can actually finish some of the stuff that they start, there's a chance. And the way that Tupo was starting to do his sort of bulldozer impersonation, it's like. I just felt like the Reds were still there because the Brumbies, you know, if they stop getting penalties, they really don't. It doesn't feel like there's a lot to their game if they stop getting penalties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. I, I agree. They they kind of look like a, a little bit like a, you know, you talk about the, a few people who've said the Blues are a South African team. I actually think the Brumbies are more of a South African team than what the, yep. what the Blues. They rely so much on their, game their plan. Set, piece, set piece, game plan playing in, in the opposition territory. Yep. 
Absolutely, yep. absolutely. No, that's I'd, I'd agree with you there. Absolutely. Hey, um, speaking, I mean, like, what are your thoughts on Jordan Pattaya? I, I just don't think he's gelling at the moment. There's something with his game that's really you know, all that potential isn't really coming out. We know he's a phenomenal player. I think he's one of those players you've got to. So much of their play actually revolves around James O'Connor. And listen, I can understand why they were taking the taking the shots at goal. They were they were basically wanting to they were wanting to stay in in contact at the time. And listen, I totally I totally get that. But boy, they've got to somehow get this guy into the game a heck of a lot more. More. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely agree. You, you got that talent. You know what he's capable of, but it's you're just not seeing it. Yeah. 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 You know, and because you've got Paisami there, I wonder if Paisami maybe trying to do a, a little a little too much as well. Good. Not you know not a, not a bad footballer, but there were two or three times Paisami went straight into contact and actually ignored Pataira a couple of times. So it's yep. really those little things about you know getting the getting the game plan right. Um, he, he's a talent, no question. Even uh, at the back there, and, and what makes it even more <laughs> stranger? You look at their back three. You know, Vunivalu, Dunguni, Campbell. That's not yep. bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. That's no, you got to yeah, yeah. You've got to you've got to you've got to be utilizing their talent. If you're not utilizing their talent, it's it, 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 it's crazy. And, but hey, on on, on saying that. It was pretty much a, it was pretty much the forwards that got them got them back into got the them game home. And rolled their, their sleeves up and on what the what sixty first minute nineteen minutes to go after a, after a couple of cracks at the line we've got um, Taniela Tupo showing his strength and that that gives them a try the conversion goes over and and before you you know it it's what 31 21 yep yep and then it's like game on game on. Game on, game on again. And, and that, we've just talked about Pattaya and um, maybe needs to sort of like get more opportunities and like, and, and he's the one that goes and pulls off that, you know, he runs around the wrong side, gets blindsided by the post so he can't see where the ball is, but manages to get his hands around the corner, hands on the ball to score the match winner. Yeah. and, and Have you actually seen that one? Yes. It, listen, straight after that, we, should, we shouldn't forget one area where we should give the, the Reds a bit of, bit of credit as well. Their scrum started to dominate oh, yep. as well, and of course, their, their next try that basically came from from Wilson just came from a dominant scrum yep. at the end of the day, and then the whole momentum started changing, and that brought it back to thirty-one thirty, and we thought, oh, here we here we go again, and then the then the Brumbies get an opportunity, and it's I think it was a Whitey who went over in yep. the corner. Oh, sorry, beg your pardon, it was the replacement it, it, winger that went over, went over in the corner, and that was a good try, and you just thought. Okay, maybe it's maybe it's it, it's it's, it's not the red dusted, uh, dusted <laughs> again. Thing, <you> know? <laughs> Crazy, and uh, really and truthfully, what what did that happen? That happened with about eight minutes to go. So yep. you would have thought the game was all over. So if you if you hung in there, you were rewarded for hanging in for that whole eighty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> keep the faith. <laughs> keep, keep the faith. Yeah, yeah, well, absolutely. Why well, you? To be fair, it's 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 um you know with rugby AU, it is hard to keep the faith with some of those games that you end up watching, and it's yeah. like, oh, listen, great little, great little dab through at the end as, as well, and and of course you know the the bounce of the old rugby ball. If you're going to score them. To get the winning winning try, you need the conversion. The best place to score them is right beside the right in front. The, 
the sticks anyway. But I, I also sort of want to mention, you know, once again, it pays to keep your head and keep the uh, keep the scoreboard flowing as well because they were at that stage what thirty eight thirty they took a penalty goal in between times as well just to keep them keep them in in the fight. Um, yeah. Oh, look, I mean, no, absolutely. I mean, like, the thing is that with the penalty goals, I think it's starting to become really, if it's if it's straight out in front, take the points, you know, and, and just don't don't let the opposition get away with the infringing because that's what you're doing by kicking for the corners or taking your scrums or whatever. Take the points on offer, get back up there. You've got yeah. that momentum. Use that momentum to go back again. Yeah, you know, for, and, that, and that penalty goal came four minutes Four minutes from time, you know. Some teams would have kicked to the kick to the corner, but you know, if there's a game still there to be won, um, why not go ahead and, ahead and do it? But I, I, I suppose yep. when it, uh, it it makes uh, interesting reading for our uh, for the um, Super Rugby Australia table now. Um, yep. You know the the Brumbies, well, uh, the Brumbies. What they've got a game in hand, haven't they? I think they have. They've got a game I, in hand, so they're they're with 15 points. The Reds on 13. Back to the Rebels on six. The Western Force on five, and of course the Waratahs. <laughs> the Waratahs. Um, just the one, the one point. Hey, right. look, just, 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 just on a, you know, just in terms of like with what Jordan's saying there, in terms of credit to Brad Thorne, you, you, you go back a couple of years when Brad Thorne first started his coaching career at the Reds, and everybody was about to, it was ready to basically shift them on, right? I mean, he was having such a, I mean, and it was harsh because. They had some horrible injury runs as well. M- m- top, uh, the experienced players were um, getting injured and all that sort of stuff going on as well. So the fact that they've you know gone through the hard times and stuck with Brad Fawn, now it's sort of f- bearing some fruit. Yeah, not 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 to mention the pay dispute last year out of out of COVID when Isaac Rodder decided that no, nah, nah, my contract's not worth that. I'll go to France. Now he's making noises that he wants to come back, and credit to Big Brad. Brad has Brad has basically turned turned around and said, "I, I don't know if we want want you. You know, maybe. Yep. Maybe, maybe Isaac could go to the Waratahs. <laughs> Harsh but fair. Harsh but fair. <laughs> well, that brings us, I suppose, to the last game of the uh, weekend. And um, well, um, what do we say? Um, did you first of all ask? Were you watching on TV or at the ground? No, no, I had something on uh, this afternoon, but I made sure to get in front of a, uh, a television screen at at, at, at three thirty because I, I, I was a little bit. You was slightly nervous about uh, the Highlanders because you never know. Oh, absolutely. What 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 they're gonna what they're gonna bring bring to the table? Last week was a bye week for the Blues. Um, the Highlanders would have been coming off a, off a bit of a high after knocking the uh, Chiefs knocking over. The Chief, yeah, knocking the Chiefs over. So, in all honesty, I expected it, it, it was going to be tough, but I, I guess at the end of the day, it was it was probably any, anything but. Um, but, yeah. We, I, we I think saw, it's like it's yeah. like the Crusaders game, really. I mean, the scoreline doesn't... I mean, you know, it, it, it never actually felt like the Blues were in danger of losing that game. No, I, I, I tend to agree with it. Even though I was trying to be upbeat on the chat, chat line for the, <laughs> the Highlanders or at least to try and get uh, Cornflake in, involved. Uh, yeah, didn't, no comments from Cornflake this this no, no, yeah, this weekend. He's yeah. gone absolutely missing in, in action. I hope he's still alive. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he is. But, um, yeah, I I probably expected a little bit, bit more from the uh, – 
from the Highlanders, and you know, I made a comment, and it might be a little bit of a flippant, flippant comment, but I, I basically said a week is a long time in rugby. Jonah who? Jonah, yeah, he, yeah. he was amazing last week. I, listen, I do, and in all honesty, I hope he's the injury that he received is is not too bad. But I, what was I the suppose, injury? Um, I'm not not a, not 100 sure at oh, this okay. stage, uh, Ashwin. I'm pretty sure Paul will update us on the uh, Tuesday Tuesday night, the driving mall. Don't forget to tune into that uh, 8 p.m. Good on uh, Tuesday when maybe one of our ugly mugs will be, uh, be <laughs> on your uh, screen once again. Um, yeah, listen, blue supporters over the years, you'd have to go a long way back to think of a more against the New Zealand side before a more dominant, dominant. Forward, yep. forward effort. And it was it was a dominant effort. You know, you even saw in the first half, I, I know you were there at the ground and you must have been thinking, God, I'm at the right end uh, <laughs> of, 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 of the ground to be watching this game. I know you normally sit up in the West End. West End, <clears throat> yes, absolutely. Well, just, just and, on that point, like, I mean, you know, there was some, I mean, I, 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 some dubious refereeing decisions made a, a, a in the game. And it sort of started early on when um, Ruru knocked the ball out of Aaron Smith's hands right on the goal line, um, you know, the, the blue stack, two two players wrestling for the ball on the ground. And out of everything, the Blues got penalised. And I was thinking, mm. how the hell did the Blues get penalised when a Highlanders player has actually, I mean, you've got Smith and Ruru on the ground fighting for the ball. They're both off their feet. And you've got a Highlanders player comes and joins from the Blues side of the ruck to help secure the ball. And the Blues got penalised. Yeah, first. first I, I mean, I'm at the ground, so you'd, you'd sometimes you have to come home and you see you need to see the replay to sort of yeah. say, hey, look, actually, oh, that's what happened. Yeah. Did I get it, that wrong? Yeah, it, 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 the, the official was correct at the end of the day. And the reason why is because Ruru made no attempt to move. In fact, if you see the replay, he almost snugs himself even in further as but opposed did, to... But our view of that was yes, I, I I saw that that way as well. But what we felt was the fact that he'd won the ball. Yeah, I I actually, to be honest, I actually thought it was knocked on by by Aaron Smith. But it, it when you looked at it again in the replay, yeah, maybe yep. it, maybe maybe it did go go back at the end of the day. But on saying that, it was the first signs because that all that pressure came from uh, looks like a knee injury um, from uh, Utamahui. He's just uh, put that up. So thanks for that. Yep. Um, yeah, it, that was the first signs that there was real scrub pressure um, on the Highlanders. And, and when I saw that, I thought it was going to be a tough day at the office for them. Office for them. Yeah, it was absolutely. Um, I, I suppose again, you know, the the platform was laid by the um, the the Blues, and although it's it's an interesting right from the kickoff. Patrick Tupelodo goes and puts on an absolute massive hit on one of the Highlanders players, um, and it set the tone. But interesting enough, there was no same movement because it didn't break down. The the Highlanders actually went about seventy odd, seventy eighty meters downfield by maintaining the ball. So they actually had a pretty good start to the game. Just weren't able to convert that and sort of get some momentum, confidence happening. And I actually thought at times their their ball movement in terms of width was mm. probably a bit quicker than what 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 the Blues were offering up at, at times. It just basically seemed that they were able to get the ball wide. Yep, into gap, to, into space, uh, into space, into into yep. flanks, just a, a little a little bit quicker. And that's why I thought, well, Jeff, is this the way they're going to play 
all afternoon. The Blues are going to have to be right on their game. And there were times where they almost opened the speed of the ball. They almost opened the Blues up on fringes, but they eventually make a mistake. And then once again, the Blues are now smart enough to realise, yeah, we have got a strong type five and a tight eight. We'll just pull a penalty. Um, I mean, so they obviously they obviously got may have got a bit racked up by uh, Clark Dermody's comments before the game, saying that they were more like a South African team. Well, they put in a kind of like South African performance mixed in with a bit of grind and a bit of flair. I've got to say. Oh, there was plenty of flair out there on the show from um, from the team, and and let's come back to that um, one of the moments of the game, which turned out to be. Um, um, scrunched up and thrown in the bin by the rear, by the officials. So the uh, the Highlanders are absolutely hot on attack, and reality is that they if they basically recycle the ball from one more ruck, they would have most likely gone in to score. But Dalton Papali'i turns the ball over. They feed Akira Yuani down the wing, and it's just like he he's playing sevens running down that sidelines, isn't he? Because he's burning off backs. Absolutely, there was there were, there were two Yuanis running down that wing, but there was the well, actually, time. Oh, wait, was I'll, I'll time out, time out, time out. There were three three Yuanis running out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, there were there were two two running down that right flank on the uh, within that five meter uh, channel line, and uh, yeah, well, one pretty much got trampled. Um, <laughs> put, put it that way, and of course we 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 get we get to the pass, and of course we're all still trying to. Trying to figure out how that was that was called forward because once again, listen, the ball may have travelled forward in in theory, as as you said, but he yep. actually threw it back. back. To, oh, me, look. Yep. to me, his brother was behind the player, so oh, it look. may have drifted forward. But was the wind was the wind blowing towards you? Oh, there's, but the there was a breeze that was very slight obviously it was very very slight because america's no, cup racing got called off not enough to get yachts on their foils so not, yeah. not on their foils <laughs> so so yeah not enough wind so you really the wind was absolutely negligible in terms of any effect on that game at all at any stage um look at the end of the day if you look at his whole passing moment motion whether it's the hands or the turning of his upper body everything is in a backwards motion so if they're going with this whole it's backwards out of the hand therefore the pass is okay there is absolutely no way that they could have ruled that try out which they did so if i'm if i'm basically throwing a pass and i've got the wind with me and it blows forward it's a forward pass that's pretty much what they're saying that's what they're saying effectively isn't it from what from today's call and that's what we you know Although we 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 um we we like having shot shots at Bow and but I mean we're we actually we're on the same we're all in agreement at the end of the day what the issue we've got is the inconsistencies in the rulings that we're seeing that's the problem is the fact is that if we go back obviously if we're talking about backwards out of the hands and other scenarios where they're looking at TMOs looking at passing and they say it's backwards out of the hand that's all that matters and when you look look at it today's one and it's clearly backwards out of the hand and then they go call it a forward pass this is the problem that they've got is that they're not um consistent in their analysis analysis of the pitches to make a call so they end up making not right. It's not the fact that it's it's not it's worse than making wrong calls. They're just inconsistent because one week it's forward pass and the next week it's not. Yeah, 
Listen, I, I think it's interesting. I, I think that also preluded to one of the, in my opinion, the biggest moment of the actual game because it it, it was a fantastic turnover from Dalton Papali because the Highlanders had momentum and unfortunately mm. for them, it probably it probably um, put their best attacking weapon out of the out of the game. But if you think about it, if the Highlanders had scored, got some momentum there, yeah, that would that would have been massive in, in terms of uh, of keeping them in touch leading into half time. But it was almost like a, a, a what they call a fourteen point try. In fact, it should have been a, a should have been a fourteen point, point try. Point try uh, to, look, turn around. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean. Uh, I, it's an interesting one because you go, it's, the, the score was 17-3, very close to half time, And it's the Highlanders scored a converted try, 17-10. There's nothing in it. Mm. Although, if you'd watched the game, you would have said, they're close, but they're not in this game. <laughs> yeah, I, Listen, I, I know on the chat room, I said, oh, man, don't discount these guys. They've actually shown in the past they can come back. But, you know, there was... Well, look, you, you know, I didn't disagree. There was inevitability about it, wasn't it? You know? Yeah, there was. There was. Like the Chiefs Crusaders game, there was inevitability about it. But look, I didn't disagree with your comment in terms of, look, two to three tries, because it's a bounce of a rugby ball. It's an intercept here. You know, it's a dodgy pass there. And all of a sudden, even though you're the dominant side, and we've seen this oh. how many times, teams with 70, 60, 70% possession even, and they end up on the wrong side of the scoreboard. Yeah. So... Oh, it can Ash, happen. Ash Dixon gets a try from a line-out drive. There is still, um, and that was on the, that was on the. Um, I'm just looking to where that was. That was it on the 54th minute. So there's yep. still there's the, still 20, 22, 23 odd minutes to go. Now, now credit to the Blues on the 59th minute, they get a penalty. They could have actually kicked to the corner, but they actually took the three points, and that was primarily respect. just just to break break the momentum. Yep. And, yep, absolutely. Uh, and, and of course, the, the next Akira Yuani try pretty much sealed the deal. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. And then it just uh, that sort of nicely. So, you know, one thing we have noticed since Akira's worn the black jersey, he has actually seems to have taken gone taken his game to another level. Oh, much, much. Or the level that we expected? Yeah, I, I couldn't. I, I got I think he has he's almost mm. taken it to a level he's showing more of his game because I think he was always just a, a real look he was almost he almost demonstrated a flat track bully pick up from the back try and take on as many people as I can I'm seeing a little bit more to his game at the moment a little bit more passing a little bit more out in the open a little bit more Entire. willingness to actually set the ball up for the next phase as opposed yep. to going. One, one yes. step too far. Too far. And and what I do really like is his defence. How he, you know what, he actually, he'll go in high, he'll hold people up, and he'll slow that ball down. Even though the referee's saying it's a tackle, let it down. In those few seconds, he's basically done enough to slow yep. the ball down. Microseconds, in, that's in, what in it's about. Story. Yeah, absolutely. In, in, and the other thing story. that, the other thing that I like about him is the fact is that you go back a couple of years, he used to do this crazy thing where you'd pass the ball to him and he'd wait for the defense to come to him and try and shrug him off. And it was like, what are you doing? You just, you're going backwards by doing that. There was a, there was a horrible part to his game where he used to do this consistently and that's gone. Now he takes the ball and he just goes hard at the line. Yeah. And, and there's real presence about him just ranging that little bit wider. 
listen, be remiss of us not to talk about a couple of yellow yellow cards as well. I suppose yep. just Dick, Dick Dixon at the end of the day, probably more clumsy than anything else. But you know, you, you can't take people in, in the air, so you yes. probably probably get no no argument with with me. But where you will get an argument with me is the yellow card to Sam Knock. Now he was what the hell was that? He was he was binned for not supporting his own weight. But when you actually saw it. He's he a was short on the ball. Guy. He's a short guy. Yeah. Stapled himself over the carrier, and no way in the world was he not supporting his own his weight. Body, he, he he was straight onto the ball. Was it because he was the first player there? There was no there was nobody to set the ruck or anything. He didn't actually need to go past the ball because he could go straight onto the ball. Yeah. And then, yeah, it, ironically, ironically, the Highlanders player comes in from the side to clean him out. Yeah, yeah, and, and this is like there was a crazy call, and even even more ironic. Fakatava has a has a basically has a prop de- defending on the blind side, so he he runs he runs a try in, you know. So yeah, yeah, it it, it it definitely punished the Blues. Fortunately, the you know the Blues had the game well and truly under control. But once again, comes back to this consistency piece with the officials. Yep, absolutely, that's the thing, and this is like um, oh well, actually, let's let's. G- that's a good one because that's very much like Brad Webber's yellow card, right? In terms of, uh, oh, not yellow card, sorry, his penalty when he's called for being, he picks the, um, well, the ball comes out of the scrum and, and inside their own 22, he picks it up and he's penalised. He was never offside in that play, never. And the irony, as I said on the review show, is the fact is that you go back to the Crusaders-Highlanders game when Bryn Hall is in front of Aaron Smith the ball's still in the second row, and nothing happened in this yeah. situation. Brad Weber yeah. doesn't get ahead of the ball. The ball squirts out, and there's some protection for the red and blacks from the referee. Yeah, yeah the weekend review on the referees will be will be be interesting. But I suppose we should we shouldn't before we go. Really, really uh, crazy uh, a crazy stat that's just been alerted to me. Um, obviously, we had exactly the same scores of uh, thirty nine. 39-17, but uh, something even more ironic for uh, those uh, train spotters uh, that are out there. In um, in uh, round, uh, was it round two of Super Rugby? In round two of Super Rugby, the Blues beat the Hurricanes by 31 points to 16. And in round, uh, in, in the third round, the uh, Crusaders beat the Hurricanes by 33 points to 16. So that's a bit uh, a little, little, little spooky as well. Not quite the same scores, but uh, it just may give you an idea that these two teams, the Blues and Crusaders, who meet next Sunday, and I know next you'll Sunday, be Ashwin, um, yep. could be a very, very exciting contest. Because it'd be, it'd be fair to say, in these two Blues wins, they I don't think they've any, been anywhere near their best. No, no, not at all. If, if, not at all. If I'm, if I'm totally honest, and yep. I also think we should we should also acknowledge you know we've we've acknowledged the Kiriuani and the hard work that's been done up done up front. But uh, listen, like the Chiefs, um, we should acknowledge a man who made his debut today, young Sam Derry, Derry. Who, was, who was um basically signed by the Blues on potential. And I've got to say, I missed time getting you know getting his head in the wrong place on a lineout drop. Boy, I think his game was nigh on perfect for the. For the other part, and he played it it's, for eighty it, minutes. 
it's it's almost like you that's what you expect out of a player out of Crusader country, isn't it? This is the the, the top two inches is is uh, well, you know, and they just do the right things and um, don't make mistakes. So uh, yeah, it, it, yeah, you're really looking forward to the development that we see in that. And the only thing I'd have to say is that he needs to get out there and have a few more stakes. Yeah, that'll come. But he's only, he is, <laughs> but he's only he twenty. Is only a young, he's, he's a young fella. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Twenty twenty-one, <laughs> but but very very encouraging start for for Sam oh, I, Sam Derry. I, I, I suppose some of the other locks in the squad, Josh Goodhue, and the, who's out with a wrist injury at the moment, will be a little bit nervous about trying to get back into the match day twenty-three. But gee, that's pretty handy. The Blues have shown how much depth they've got in the front yep. row, and they're starting to build. Well, right across the squad. Roster Park. Now, well, here's the here's the, the interesting good good one that you lead into there because um, you know, I think Dalton got a bit of a head clash, you know, friendly fire from Harry Plummer, and you could see he was really hesitant to go. I mean, they're always hesitant to go off the field, right? But he was really hesitant to go off the field, and you can see why. Who's coming on to replace him? Tom Robinson. You don't want to give anybody a <laughs> shot at showing how good they are because they could end up taking your spot and, the, yeah. and that's where you really want to be. When you're at that stage, you know you've got a good, strong squad. Yeah, and, and when you've got red, when you've got the big red coming on, you know you're going to get work work great and and, and, and some, I mean, as I stands out yep. with this red here as well. And boy, what a, what two or three seasons makes when the most, the biggest talking point about the Blues were their halves. And you've got to say, these halves at the moment, are really, really comfortable in their skin at the moment. Ortelia Black looks on top of his game. And listen, you'd have no troubles with any of the any of the halfbacks that they've got in the squad. And that includes uh, Finley Christie, who I saw oh. saw play yesterday for the Blues under twenties against a, a Northern emerging team. And he looked really, really good, looked really sharp. Also uh Tane um Plumtree as well. Gee, what a good forward this kid is is as well. And a couple of other blues players running around yesterday yep. so there is just so much depth in the in the squad i mean to say they they lost um talia and narawa came on early did the job so yeah it's it's good times ahead for if you're if you're a, a blue supporter well look i mean you know I, the thing is that i suppose you know being a blues supporter um one of the things is that after years and years of disappointment we, we just don't get ahead of ourselves at the end of the day because we've been disappointed so often so we just you know we're going to use the clichés that the teams use right you take one game at a time you know the big ones up next week and really the it's the development that's been to date is great but you want to measure yourself against the best and you want to um you know you want to get the win against the best, yeah. and next oh. week is the big test it, for it them. It will be, it will be next level. I, listen, I advise you, you haven't got a ticket. You better get a ticket because I know fifteen thousand didn't seem like a big, big crowd at the game today, but a lot happening in Auckland at the moment. I mean, it's like the yachting. Oh well, I mean, like, few, and I think a lot of yep. people would have just wanted to have their television set in front of them where they could, uh, you know, just skip across either, either Super Rugby or. Uh, the uh, yachting. So look forward to uh, next week. Of course, the other game next week we've got the Chiefs playing the Hurricanes next week. So yep. um, the Highlanders with the bye. The Highlanders with the bye. So uh, one thing we do have to remember, and you know, I don't want to scare everybody out there. I'm in enough mental stress as it is myself. Is that every time the Blues go to play the Crusaders, we end up in lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> So, so fingers crossed, fingers crossed. There's nothing there. Thanks Everybody use your masks. We probably, we probably should, we probably should 
signing off. So it was good. It was good to give Paul a, a, a rest for the night, and um, I'm pretty sure Boa Athu, who's our analyst man, will probably join us on the show on the on, on Tuesday. Tuesday night. Yeah, and of course uh, yourself tomorrow night, uh, Ashwin. You've got yeah, tonight tomorrow night I should be back and uh, rolling with um, swinging from the hip. So. Um, uh, join us then on uh, 8 o'clock tomorrow night. And um, I think we've got um, a bit of controversy to talk about there too. So uh, join us then to talk about whether you know, there's a bit of sportsmanship that um, went amiss. And uh, we'll talk about those sorts of issues as well as um, England and India and a few other games. Awesome. But, sounds uh, good. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. And everybody sounds else, good. make sure you're tuning in to 7 o'clock in the morning for Paul's Sports Briefings. Um, you got your sport, you got your soccer show with the Knicks and um, Brad with his rugby league show as well. So make sure you stay tuned here at New Zealand Sport Radio uh, to get all your sporting fixes now. And uh, thanks very much for tuning in tonight, and we'll see you again very shortly. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.